I'm Steve. Flying solo-ish? Not really solo-ish. Uh, welcome back to the Wedding Photo Hangover podcast. We are the finest phototainment in the world. We are an irreverent look at photography. This podcast, like Aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. There's no dust in this week. Instead, I'm joined by Ulysses Del Toro of the Wedding Photo Podcast. Ulysses, how you doing? Of the the no longer existent wedding photo podcast. <laughs> That's not true. I was I was in the Facebook group the other day and it was popping off. Yeah, that's true. It's 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 gonna come back. One of these days. I'm doing what? good, man. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just getting uh getting my foot back into life. <laughs> it's what How's it feels that? like. <laughs> um it's it's good. I feel like uh I feel we feel a lot more adjusted now, and I feel like uh, I don't know. I feel more alive uh, recently. I'm getting more sleep now, and I feel good. How you been, man? You know what? Uh, we should probably yeah. for, for people listening do we'll, we'll do a little bit of follow up on the last time Ulysses was on the podcast, which was quite a while ago. Last time you were on, yeah, you guys were about to have a baby. Mm-hmm. Now you have a baby. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So our, just, our, yeah, I just kind of went off there without any people yeah. were like, what the heck? So uh, people are wondering why Ulysses is dipping his toe back into the real world. Yes. And why I said my podcast feels non-existent right now. Yeah. So um, back in October, our little boy, uh, Gael, was born. And uh, we're super happy. You know, everything's been going great. Baby's really healthy. Um, Gabriel, our oldest son, is the best big brother, and it we've been having a really good time. And then, you know, I'm fortunate enough to be working from home, so it's just literally the four of us here at home all the time, and it's been really great. But with that being said, um, it has been an adjustment to the baby life, and working from home isn't always the easiest when you also have all those elements with it right so um so when i said i'm starting to feel alive again you know my wife and i have started working back out we have like a routine the baby's letting us sleep more uh so i feel more alive i feel good since uh, working back out again uh, behind you in the video right now is do you, do you guys build like a home gym in your garage yeah so uh right before we had the baby we were um actually this whole uh, COVID did it to us, man. Like we, we couldn't go back. We didn't want it. Even if the gyms were open, we didn't want to go back to the gym. So <laughs> as soon as everything shut down, we slowly started building like a little gym set. So yeah, if you can see it, we got like a, we got a couple stuff. We got some weights, a, a squat rack and some other set up us out. But yeah, we're just getting into it this, these last like two weeks. I was actually complaining to you when I got on the call because the last time I talked to you, uh, you said the safest thing to do is just to not work out. And today yeah. I hurt my back working out and I thought of you. <laughs> I'm glad that when you feel physical pain, you think of me. I'm, I'm glad <laughs> I'm your go-to for that. Yeah, I've been thinking about you all day ever since it happened. <laughs> How have you been, man? I've been great, you know. Yeah. Uh, Jen and I got a cat and... The last two nights, for some reason, for some reason, we have allowed the cat into our room in the night. And as you can see, like if you're if somebody's watching the video or you, Ulysses, you can see me on the video right now. 
I have like a bloodshot eye because I don't know what's going on. Maybe I'm allergic to the cat. I don't know. But like I'm not sleeping at night and I'm waking up with my eyes burning. So it's been fun. And the reason I'm not sleeping at night is because the cat thinks my feet are a toy to scratch and claw in the middle of the night. It's like five in the morning. The cat just randomly jumps on me and starts like scratching my feet for some reason. It's it's the worst. That doesn't sound so bad, man. I my I have a friend who had a cat, and whenever I'd spend the night, um, you know, I'd sleep on the couch in the living room, and I would wake up every ten minutes with the cat on my chest, just staring down at me. That's that would be a pleasant compared to what I'm experiencing. Physical pain <laughs> is what I'm experiencing. Physical pain. I don't know, man. Just wear some socks or something. I'm wearing socks, Ulysses. <laughs> There's a blanket over my feet. The cat has claws. The claws go the claws go through fabric, Ulysses. Fine, just wear know. some house slippers or something. You wouldn't know because you have a bunny and it's not the same thing. Oh, but tell me this. You have fallen for that cat. Am I right? I don't know what you're talking about. It's You have fallen for the cat. I know you have. I can see it in your face. Anybody watching this video right now can it's... see the glimmer it's... in that pink eye of yours, that little shining glimmer from the love of a feline. It's a devilish beast that I'm putting up with at my house. That is, uh, you know, what I'll say. <sighs> Ulysses, um, got a question for you. It's a All question right. I saw you already answered on Twitter, but I feel like we need to get to the bottom of it. It was actually going to be the <laughs> opener for this episode. You know, let's let's bump it down to our to our topics. First up, uh, we should we should talk about beer. What are you drinking tonight, Ulysses? Yeah, oh, I haven't even I haven't even popped one open yet. Hang on a second. Pop it off. Can I? Hang on, hang on. Oh. Ooh, that's nice. Oh, that's nice. How many beers do you have ready to go? Okay, so. <laughs> What makes you think I have more than this one right here? Anyways. Oh, it was the way you said I haven't even opened one yet. <laughs> so um, I went to the store uh, just to get some beer for this very special occasion. And I came across this Stone FNB IPA. The FNB stands for Features and Benefits. And Ooh. this beer is gluten reduced, super smooth. 95 calories less than three carbs and um yeah i thought this is a, a perfect way to skip dinner i can drink all six of these and i'd still be under 600 calories did they purposely print the label upside down so that you had to like hold it up and yeah. tip your head so you could read it stone has been doing this with all their beers lately and i'm i always find myself looking at it you know, like a like a dum dum. You know, here. it was like somebody in the canning department who screwed that up, and they're like, "No, no, no, no! It sets us apart. Keep doing it." Yeah, it it's been a couple of weeks now that I've seen it, and it's like on all their brews now. Uh, but it's pretty good. It's only four percent, but it's a good beer. What are you drinking? Uh, tonight, Ulysses, I have a Gloops Secret Stash. It's a BBA Triple Chocolate Milk Stout from Books and Brews. That's right, Ulysses. It's a great Indiana beer for a great Indiana man. It's I forgot delicious. to mention that this is a great California beer. It for is. For a great yeah. 
Mexican man. <laughs> uh, I've not had the features and benefits. I'm actually very jealous. I didn't even know it existed, man. The last stone I had was a uh, Enjoy by One One Twenty Twenty One that I drink on One Seven Twenty Twenty One. What'd you think of it? It was great. Fantastic. Their their Enjoy by series is by far my favorite brews. They're always super good. It's great too because like you kind of have an idea what you're gonna get, but it's never the same as last time. Mm-hmm. Which which is bad if like you just you found the one that you loved and <laughs> you just never get it again. But, yeah, the first uh, one, I like it. the first one, the first one I ever had was, uh, gosh, back like in, I want to say like. 2016 or 15 something like that and it was a black ipa and it was my favorite and it just it you know it ran its course and it's gone now you know pretty Dude, bummed out black ipas are so good mm. I'm sorry man I'm sorry you had to lose <laughs> out on that i think about it every time i have one of their beers mm-hmm. i shed a tear yeah a tear should be shed for that. So, Ulysses, let's let's run into our topics now. Ulysses, just first question, just came out of nowhere. Uh, I don't, I don't even know why. I feel like we need to bring this up, but if you could shadow any photographer, who would it be and why? It feels like it feels like a question you might have answered on Twitter or something like that, but it feels important. I feel like. There's important. no wrong answers, <laughs> but there is a wrong answer. Important to who, Stephen? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, as photographers, we all have people that we look up to and people that we would want to spend some time with. Uh, you know, maybe it's somebody who we know we'd have a really good time with if we just hung out with them more. If you know that was an option for us, uh, people who maybe we don't see very often. Um, or you could pick like somebody from history or, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know, just so, any, any photographer ever, who would it be and why? So Steven is clearly bringing this up because I tweeted back that I'd want to, uh, shadow Ansel Adams. And even though that seems like such a typical oh. answer, <laughs> yeah. uh, I just want to visit all the cool places at the national parks that he probably knows about that most people didn't. And Steve's really butthurt that I didn't choose him. You know, you know, you know, you know, Ulysses. Mm-hmm. A question like this, it's like basically a, a free pass. It's a hall pass. Right. You, you can, you can, you can hall pass with any photographer you want. And I feel like you're deliberately not picking me. You could spend an entire day shadowing me, hanging out with me, drinking beers while we shoot with me. You know, um, just normal things that I normally do on a normal day when I normally shoot. Or you could hang out with Ansel Adams, whoever that guy is. Yeah, is this your only question on here? Or? This is the only question. <laughs> We're going to devote the whole hour just to discussing how you slighted me in favor of Ansel Adams. How often do I get to see you? Why would you not pick me? I mean, you kind of asked for it. You know what I mean? (laughs) By being born? (laughs) How did I ask for this? Look, I can come see you any day that I want. I can't go see Ansel Adams right now. Do you know what I'm saying? 
Yes. Because, like, he's boring and you wouldn't want to hang out with him anyway. Not like me. I get it. How do you know Ansel Adams is boring? Because he's not me. <laughs> Are we discussing this right now? <laughs> you just want me to spend the next hour telling everyone how great you are, how much fun it is to hang out with you and get drunk with you and make fun of all the things with you? Is that what you want this whole episode to be about? Yes. That's what I want. This is why I started a podcast. I thought Dustin would praise me all the time, but he doesn't ever. It's depressing. <sighs> well, in that case, I'm going to have to chug a couple of these beers first. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to chug a couple of beers if I'm going to lie this much. Man, wow. Ansel Adams, why, though? Just just you want to you want to see all the, the cool places in the national parks he went to? That's that's really it. Yeah, just I wonder you know, when I look at his photography, there's just so many, I, I just imagine like going to all these beautiful places in the snow, camping out. Um, you know, when, whenever I go camping, one of my favorite things to do is photography. Out with Steve. You know? Sorry. Steve. Photography. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> Astrophotography, which I don't just pick up my camera and go do i mean i'm in california so you got to drive quite a ways to you know see the milky way and all that stuff so um yeah i think it'd be fun to see the way he worked and uh visit all the cool places he knew to go to and and probably get drunk with him as well how do you know he how do you know he drank how do you know he didn't steve uh good points very very good points using my own logic against me so, uh, who would you shadow, Steve? Not you, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> uh, if I could shadow any photographer for the day, I mean, I'm if if I'm if I'm shadowing anyone, I'm I'm shadowing Stanley Kubrick. Like, how could you not? Like. Have you seen like his uh his his photography work he did before like he started directing films and everything like it's 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 really good, just really really amazing stuff and uh, also it's Stanley Kubrick so like, yeah why not, yeah um and I'm sorry what the the correct answer was actually I would shadow Jen because um I assume this means a day away from our kids so yeah I would shadow Jen forget Stanley Kubrick, pass on that, but I'm, I'm revising my answer get any photography you wouldn't get any photography done. <laughs> with Stanley Kubrick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does he swing that way? I don't know, man. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Uh, Ulysses, but what, what, what the people want to hear people they don't know on the internet talk about right now is is the big news though the big news not not who would you shadow if you could shadow any photographer it's uh what do you think about that sony alpha one? Oh, what camera would i want to own if i could own any camera yeah is that yeah the next well, i mean that's the canon r5 but um <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about the sony alpha one? Oh, oh i'm sorry did you did you end up buying the r5 or oh no wait you bought um uh... <laughs> What is what is the camera you tell us, Steve? What's the camera you bought? I think you already mentioned it on. I think that's I like bought, your only I bought talk a Sony A7 III, but I'm saving up my money to get the Fujifilm GFX 100S. Mm. 
That's like a lot of monies to save. Less money than the Sony Alpha One. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I saw the announcement for Sony Alpha 1, and uh, I honestly haven't read into it too much. I'm actually going to just click this link right here. I feel like I'm pulling a Dustin. Yeah, no, Dustin away. <laughs> You're my Sony correspondent. I mean, uh, the last time I had you on, we were talking about Sony and Canon cameras. So, I mean, this is this is what I brought you here for. I I saw the announcement for this and like I you saw normally the price I click tag and just ran away. <laughs> no, yeah, that that too. I don't know, man. I usually click on every like announcement for cameras and go through it. And this one, I I remember I just saw it on Twitter and I just kind of went like this. Yeah, cool. <laughs> like that's pretty dope. <laughs> I didn't even need to read into it. I was just like flagship camera, awesome. Uh. Yeah, this thing is a beast, man. I always said, um, okay, so I don't know much about this type of camera. Uh, I imagine this is like uh, equivalent to what, like a Canon D1 and and those cameras, right? Like the correct? 1DX, yeah. Yeah, the 1DX, yeah. So yep. I've never shot with them. Um, I've always wanted to. They're crazy expensive. You know, I, I maybe I should have rented one at some point, but they just they look like an awesome camera. I, I don't know. It's a camera that I would definitely want to have, but it's way out of my price range. I don't, <laughs> I don't see myself owning it anytime soon. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, just to go through some of the, the specs on this, because I know people care about that. Um, it's a 50.1 megapixel full frame sensor. It can do continuous photo shooting at 30 images per second. So you can basically do continuous photos at like the same rate you would shoot video at, at 50.1 megapixels, um, which is utterly ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And then it could also record uh, 8K video at 80 frames per second. But uh, I didn't see anywhere if that 8K video was raw or not. So, I mean, Canon R5 is winning there, right? <laughs> right? Right? Imagine this, a, this isn't like a video heavy camera you don't feel like the a1's a video heavy camera 8k 30 frames per second 4k 120 frames per second both in 10 bit and recording uh 4k at up to 60 frames per second allows for full sensor readout without any pixel binning i feel oh, like it says I feel right like there's doing some video stuff here it right? says it it says right here 16 bit raw video oh at 8k cool uh it does not say at 8k <laughs> okay <laughs> Oh, it's just adding an external recorder to the mix lets you capture 16-bit raw video. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Like I said, I knew nothing about this camera, so sorry. I am not your uh, Sony, the right Sony representative today. I thought this uh I thought this camera was interesting just because it was released this week and it's the same time that the uh, GFX 100S, which is a medium format camera, came out. And so Sony's camera is 6500 in price, that's USD. And the GFX 100S is 5999. So $500 difference and you get a full frame camera instead. And uh, now um, the other one's not a full frame? I mean, medium format instead of oh, full frame. Oh, medium format. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, the GFX 100S is $5,999, and that makes it 
$4,000 cheaper than the GFX 100, Fujifilm's previous, like, medium format cheap camera that had come out. Um, so it's just incredible. And uh, the the GFX 100S can shoot 102 megapixels as opposed to the 50.1 of the Sony. But uh, the, the GFX 100S from Fujifilm obviously doesn't have the amazing video capabilities that the Sony has. But it, it feels like if you were just shooting just photos, no video, feels like maybe the GFX 100S would be the better bet. I don't know. And just to be clear, the GFX 100S does shoot video. I just don't know anything about it. Like, that's not the hyped up part of it. So it makes me feel like it's probably not 8K. <laughs> have you, you know? have you shot on medium format before yeah uh so digital, digital medium format yeah so uh like a year and a half ago i went to one of the drinking click events that fujifilm put on in indy and i got to play around with the um gfx 100 and it's pretty awesome um but it took me uh, it took me an embarrassing amount of time to figure out how to use the fujifilm <laughs> because i'd never used one before and it's like it was just like oh how do i change the iso on this oh i guess i'll be digging through the menus trying to figure this out (laughs) because i don't see like a a clear button to press like i had on my uh canon and of course then it was like the simplest thing once i actually knew how to do it and it's like oh i'm an idiot how did i not just instinctively see that and do that but Ah, no, it was, uh, it was really cool. It just, um, I just wasn't like used to images that big and I wasn't used to shooting with it. And I only had like maybe 10 minutes with it in like this, uh, Sun King brewery in downtown Indy. Just, um, and it's kind of awkward too, that like they brought in models for like people to shoot. And it's just like these two models wearing like next to nothing. And then like a bunch of dudes like maybe 20 dudes like all like shooting them and i was just like i can't i can't do this like so i was like i'll just take a photo of this beer uh that thing um with where they where they bruise bruise the beers you know i can see how those events uh help photographers that are learning how to shoot you know and get some content but i always thought those those were a little weird too uh do they help photographers who are learning how to shoot and get some content or is it my feeling from that event was it was a lot of dudes who were there because they wanted to take pictures of women in not very much clothing. That was my feeling from being at the event. Yeah. It just feels gross. I don't know. Yeah, it does. It does. No, it was weird. Uh, One of the models, like I was just hanging out kind of on my own doing my own thing and she just came up and started talking to me and i was like she was like do you want to like do some photos of me and i was just like i really have no desire (laughs) i was like i think it's super cool that you're here and getting paid to do this but i was like i'm i'm just like not interested in photos of models (laughs) so it was like the most awkward conversation i think i've ever had (laughs) i don't it's weird man i so, so uh, you you know my friend George, his his coworker tries to get him to go to those t- 
types of events all the time because George does like shooting models, but he finds his models and just does like one on one sessions with them. He thinks it's weird because he says one of the things he mentioned was that whenever he goes to these things, there's always like there's like a hierarchy with the photographers. You a know, hierarchy always of like, perverts. I mean, yes. photographers. <laughs> no, Wrong yeah, you're. you're... <laughs> It, dude it, but it is true there's like a hierarchy there's a couple guys that you know they feel like they run the show even though this is supposed to be like an event for everybody and i don't know the whole thing just feels gross man so i'm i am not it about does. that i don't know maybe someday but, i'll be able to get over that whole feeling of like grossness because i mean i don't think there's anything wrong with doing photos of models male or female you know whatever but it's just like for me it just it, it always like those sorts of things it just feels so like weird and like gross and pervy it doesn't feel like uh doesn't feel like people are there to make like test the cameras or like try to create something it just yeah. it feels like uh people a lot of dudes objectifying women that's what it feels like to me i'm with you on that but as so as far as this camera goes i guess if i was uh some sort of editorial photographer or some kind of i, I don't know i don't i don't see I wouldn't want this camera for wedding photography. There's just, it's just too much. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, are we talking about the Sony Alpha 1 or are we talking yes, about the Fujifilm GFX 100S? Gun to your head, which one do you pick? Well, Sony, because I got Sony glass already. So <laughs> that's easy. Uh, gun to your head, you have no glass. Which one do you pick? Probably stick with Sony. Man, because really? you you didn't give me any specs on the other one, <laughs> any video <laughs> specs. You know nothing about the other one, so I know nothing about the video. I I yeah. all all I read about was the uh, the photo capabilities it, of it. Name the, what's the camera again? The GFX 100s. I've never shot with a medium format. I've always been curious, but I don't I don't see the need for it. You know, for me, anyways. Uh, 4K video up to 30 frames, uh, with HDMI output 10 bit. 12-bit raw footage yeah there you everything go. most people need <laughs> doesn't have that uh 8k of the the eos r5 or the uh, sony alpha one but you know i don't think people buy medium format cameras to shoot video anyway <laughs> so yeah that's uh that's what i wanted to talk to you about about gfx 100s and the sony alpha one uh but let's let's do some real talk um how, how are things going in uh california with regards to coronavirus and weddings and events and stuff like that how, how are things looking over there for you um great my wedding career is over we have no more weddings booked so um things are good 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 <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, man, it was a, it was definitely an interesting year. We did a lot, you know, um, first all of our weddings got postponed to, uh, to this next year, 2021. And then sometime around the summer, um, we ended up getting all these intimate backyard weddings, which are now being called what micro weddings. That's the term that I'm getting emailed about all the time now. We don't uh, have that term here yet. Here really? it's uh, elopements and intimate weddings, not micro weddings. Micro yeah. weddings sounds cool. Micro weddings, micro brews, micro machines. I'm <laughs> sensing a theme here. It's a theme you know, where the, I trip a lot, but you know. The the inquiries, man, they you know, my pricing is what it is, but like when you these inquiries, they use the word micro wedding as in just so you know, 
there you must have a different price range for these micro weddings like no my you know my hourly is what it is <laughs> but uh but yeah uh, we've been getting a lot of these micro weddings shooting a lot of backyard weddings um most of them in have been no all of them have had have been very cautious about masks and everything but when I say most of them is because I've been to weddings where you see people not wearing masks and obviously not social distancing. But um, there hasn't been a time at any of these weddings that I didn't feel safe. I've always worn my mask and um, the setup has always been has always worked out where I'm 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 able to just be away from everybody pretty much the entire time, at least at least six feet apart. Mm-hmm. So. But it's been interesting to have uh, to see all these weddings put all these precautions in in place and you know enforce them and do all these things, um, and so yeah, I mean, uh, some of my weddings that are coming up are already starting to postpone because I think they're still trying, they're hoping to have a bigger wedding, and you know that's still not the case here in California. Uh, cases have continued to go up uh, over this last weekend i don't know if you saw but our our governor um uh what's what's it called he we had a stay-at-home order and he lifted the order so now there's uh there's a little bit more less limitations for like restaurants like you can now they have like the outdoor dining again and you can go out and do all these uh different things um so i don't know i did see on twitter somebody posted something it was like a news blurb from california and it said outdoor dining now available and then the next title of like the next news article was icu strained to full capacity (laughs) and i was like what are you doing (laughs) why are you why are you opening it up again this is the wrong time wait longer yeah i don't know man i California is a mess, man. Like it is, it, there's so many people here. The numbers just keep rising. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's no stopping it over here. We went from, I think the last time we talked on, on this podcast, I probably, I probably didn't really know anybody who had coronavirus and we just knew of someone that knew somebody. Now I can't think of anybody in my circle of friends who hasn't had it. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone has had it now. So I don't, this whole thing's crazy, man. I don't know. I don't know what the, I don't know what the solution is, you know? Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? I mean, you had coronavirus. You say everybody in your circle of friends, but like you had coronavirus. <laughs> I had, I had coronavirus. <laughs> Look, Ulysses, say it after me. Say, I had coronavirus, you know? Just, I had coronavirus. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ulysses and I had coronavirus. Uh, yeah, I, we had coronavirus, the whole family did right here. And, uh, it was over Thanksgiving, uh, it was over Thanksgiving week. And there's, there's really not much I have to say about it because we had the mildest symptoms. I, I probably had it the worst. I had a fever and I was sick for three days, but that's it. And everyone else in this house had a fever. Gabriel had a fever for like four hours. Maria had a fever for a night. I had a, I had a fever for three days and that was the extent of it, you know? Um, but we all got tested and came out positive. So we had to quarantine and it was the most money I've ever spent on DoorDash. So it wasn't, um, wasn't all that bad for us, but we've had (laughs) most money you ever spent on DoorDash, (laughs) but, uh, 
But if anybody wants to contribute to the Del Toro DoorDash <laughs> fund, you can find that at where is it again? DelToroPhoto.com backslash DoorDash. Give a, give us. You know, some. it's funny. We were we were literally all in the car on our way to uh to stay at an Airbnb in San Diego because it was uh the weekend before was uh, mine and Maria's uh, fifth anniversary. So we were just going to take the whole family down there. And we were still waiting our for our Spread results. Spread that coronavirus all around. Yeah. So we were waiting for our results. And, you know, our plan was, you know what, we'll still, if, right, we didn't feel sick. We thought we were fine. So we're like, let's just head down there. We'll just stay. We planned on staying in, <clears throat> excuse me, in the Airbnb the, the whole time. We just wanted to go somewhere different. And on the drive down there, we all got the call that we tested positive. So we turned around and went home. You and, took uh, the test. We're driving someplace <laughs> without getting the results yet. Ulysses. We knew we were getting the results that day, though. So it was kind of like, you know what? We could show up there and not have it or show up, have it, and go back home. So. Well, and I mean, you did make the right call because you didn't end up going to it. So no. there's a lot, there's a lot of people I've read stories about who were like, yeah, no, I went to an Airbnb when I had coronavirus and I was sick and the next people there got it and stuff. And it's just like shitty stories all over the place. No. And, and you know, that's what, that's the crazy thing, especially you, you don't think about it so much when obviously when you haven't had it, but when you do get it, you start thinking about like, how did I get it? there could have been literally 1 million ways you could have gotten it because, you know, as, as little as we go out, I still step outside the door. I still go get groceries, you know, that can of beans that I picked up could have been touched by 5,000 people that same day decided they didn't want it. And one of those people had coronavirus. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know how you get this thing. Um, and then you start thinking who you can give it to the, the week that, um, we tested positive, that week, my mom had come over and visited us. And so I was freaking out that, you know, oh, gosh. Yeah. Not only that, I um, she was in the room with my wife when, when my wife had a fever. And we were like, man, for sure, we're, we already gave it to somebody. Uh, luckily, she tested negative. We didn't give it to anybody. Uh, and all the money that we saved up for our anniversary went to DoorDash and so that's how that was our experience with that how's indiana doing uh it sucks i personally haven't had any family members pass away yet but um i've had like a lot of my friends family members have gotten sick some have passed away some of my family members have gotten sick as well but they've all pulled through so it's um it's it's been harrowing but <sighs> For a while there, Indiana, which is like the 17th most populous state in the United States, was like fifth or sixth on the list of like most coronavirus cases. And that was very like depressing to see because you just don't expect your 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 state as a whole to jump up that high. That clearly means there's like some sort of mismanagement going on, in my opinion. Um, but it seems like they've gotten things back on back under control they've been regulating things shutting down like uh gatherings and stuff like that limiting the number of people you can have there so it's been great for recovery it's been terrible all of our spring weddings 
have been rescheduled. Um, we did like an elopement on January 2nd, and then we were supposed to have like weddings in February, March, April, and then May. And everything in February, March, and April has now been rescheduled to fall or to next year entirely. So that's been a tiny bit depressing. But also, I don't want to do a 250-person wedding right now, so it's been like a bit of a relief as well. So Yeah. You kind of ju- just wish everybody would switch over to a micro-wedding and yeah. uh, have, it totally on Wednesday, have it on yeah. a Wednesday or something, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm in my mind like I got to make a new blog post called Micro Weddings Indiana be as cool as California. <laughs> Honestly man, I have been pushing the uh the small business video stuff, the other business that I have. I've been pushing that stuff a lot more uh cuz it doesn't require being around a ton of people and it's safer and um yeah. Cool, cool, cool. How's that been going? Have you been booking a lot more clients during this time, or is it something where it feels like that's kind of stalled out as well? Um, it definitely doesn't feel stalled out. The business is very new still, so I feel like I'm still in that phase where I'm just trying to make it a business and and become known. Um, but I feel like I feel like it's picking up pretty well. Um, with everybody being working from home there's a lot more everything's a lot more digital you know virtual base uh, a lot of these businesses are popping up online having conferences and zoom classes and there's there's uh there's been a lot more of a place for somebody like me to provide you know professional content for for these small businesses so we've been we've been kind of growing it um uh this last election season i did a ton of uh, uh, campaigns, political campaigns, which oh, I, okay, I see how it is. If you could shadow a photographer, it'd be Dustin, not me. I get it. <laughs> I get it. You know, he's all about the political stuff. A few years ago, and uh, yeah, now if you're following in somebody's shoes, it's gonna be Dustin. I get it. You said, it. <sighs> but anyways, uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I did a lot of those, and because I did those, I met more people and have been doing some other small business projects. And yeah, it just kind of keeps growing, and it's it's fun. It's different than weddings. I love weddings very much, and I miss I miss the you know the big weddings that we used to do before COVID. Um, and these weddings are just as fun too. No, I, no, I lie, they're not just as fun. I like the big weddings more, but um, mm. it's nice doing something different for for a change you know there's new challenges yeah. i'm having a ton of fun with these videos i share some of the stuff with you every once in a while and it's it's just been fun you've been doing like cool music videos too like aside from your corporate stuff like uh for that rapper basic tree basic tree yeah uh a lot of the music video stuff I, I i really just do it for fun i have a couple friends that i have a uh, a friend who's got a band in San Diego, uh, the Lickersmiths. He actually just moved to Atlanta, but I would I would go down there about twice a year and we'd shoot a music video. And then uh, my friend uh, John, who's Beast of Tree, his um, he was doing um, 
the way I started doing the videos with him is he was doing a project where he just decided he wanted to release more music for fun. So he mm -hmm. started releasing a, a track uh, every week back in, I don't, I don't like October or something like that. And he just said he was going to release a new track every week until he just couldn't anymore. And he did it all the way through like uh, this was the previous year. So it was like October through March. He was just releasing a track every single week. And I love stuff like that. Like he was being super creative. It was, it's mm -hmm. like, uh, it was like those, uh, those 52 week photo challenges, like coming out with a photo every week or every day. Um, it, I just like the creativeness of it. So, um, he put out like three videos and, they were just done with like his phone and stuff and and he edited he's not like really a video editor but he put it together and I, and I I talked to him I was like hey let me why don't you come down here and let's just shoot some fun videos like there was you know there was no crew it was literally just him and I one of them we drove to Joshua Tree another one we shot on my roof like we were just having fun with it and we came out with a bunch of fun videos dude I love watching them plus his music I actually like that most of the time when my friends do music videos, I assume I'll hate the music. <laughs> and I'll have to lie to them and be like, oh, yeah, no, it's good. But I actually liked him. He's good. Oh, nice. I'm glad you did. Yeah, dude, he's a cool guy. And, uh, sh yeah, shout out to Beast Tree. You should definitely check out his music. It's really good. And I've been friends with his family, like, my whole life. So he's just a really close friend of mine. I love the idea of, like, I'm going to do – whoa, was that another bear? Cheers, buddy. Ulysses, uh, should I? Can can you read that? No, it's all blowing out, isn't it? The Gloop Secret Stash was thirteen point five percent. Should I get another beer? Yes. Or is that too much? This uh, is like three yes. beers in one beer. I mean, I feel like you're asking me, but you're not really asking. I'll be back. Give me okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, Ulysses, I'm back, and I'm uh, I've got a <clears throat> taxman exemption. It's another great Indiana beer for a great Indiana man like me, Steve Van Alk. Nice. Uh, you still on that stone? Yeah, I I wasn't joking. I have a I've got a six pack right here, so <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm drinking water, man. <laughs> well, that's the art for the episode. <laughs> Hang on here. You want? You gotta you hold a... it like in front of your face, though, not off to the side. You want? You want a thumbnail? I love it. Uh, I like your so, new thumbnails, by the way, on, on YouTube. <laughs> Thank you. They take about five minutes to make. Which well, every 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 second of that five minutes, I'm like, am I wasting my time with this? No, just so you know, I, I very much appreciate that your thumbnail looks like a YouTuber thumbnail. Yeah, that's what I'm going for. Um, let's let's do one last uh, news thing and our topics a little bit happier. Um, this comes from listener Gowring Bat. He sent this in. It's a little bit of an interview with the Bernie Mittens photographer. I don't know if you've seen that recently, but there's been uh, this meme going around with Bernie Sanders wearing mittens at the inauguration looking like a... He's got other shit to do, you know? The inauguration's <laughs> not the only thing he's got going on, you know? I love he's, it. I love he's it, a, yeah. He's a busy man. But um, the <laughs> the photographer of that photo, the viral image of Bernie Sanders that I'm sure everybody has seen because it's everywhere, is Brendan Smielowski? 
they do not provide like, hey, this is how to pronounce this. It's just like, this is the name. Figure it out, Steve. Figure it out. You know? And um, he had this to say in a Rolling Stone interview, um, but I'm reading this off the independent.co.uk. And he says, uh, the picture itself is not <laughs> that nice. It's not a great composition. I'm not going to be putting this in a portfolio. <laughs> Okay. I just I just love this. Oh my god, dude. He goes on to say that uh he thought the second one was technically better than the one that went viral, but then he says, "But I sent the famous one because the moment, his posture, his pose is a little better." He says the competition the composition was garbage. It was messy, but it was a better moment. I always say that in photojournalism, composition comes second to content, and I love that. I love that quote from him. And I also love I also love that Rolling Stone was like, well, this meme's taking off. I best we I guess we better interview, interview the guy, the who guy. Took the photo. <laughs> oh man. Is it is it weird that like photographers I, are rock stars now? We're in Rolling Stone. Yeah. Look at no, that. I I feel bad that I don't like I didn't even care to know who the guy that took the photo was. I assumed it was like g- grabbed from one of the news channels, you know, like a yeah. freeze frame yeah, or something that's what like I that. That's what I thought. Yeah. And then also I mean, like, dude, your the photo went viral, and I thought you were gonna say he got like upset that people like, dude, it's been used so much. Everyone has cut it to pieces put it on t-shirts like they've done everything people have made money off of his photo like crazy (laughs) bernie sanders is using it to raise money for different charities (laughs) yeah technically he's not using the photo he's using like artists drawing yeah pictures like drawing uh, stuff of the photo so technically he could probably get away with that if the uh, photographer tried to sue or something but yeah um that i mean i've it's journalism. The fo- he took the right photo. It went viral. It took off. It's gonna go down in history. Um, it's week two, and people are still talking about it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Somebody I saw tweeting today was like, "Well, I hope the GameStop thing sticks a lo- around longer than Bernie Sanders, because if it's gone tomorrow," and I was like, "The GameStop thing has been going on for like." 48 hours at this point in time. <laughs> Bernie Sanders has been going on for over a week now. Like, you hope this keeps going as long as that. If you want to get your game stonks, shorts. Ah, gosh. <laughs> Sorry. The whole thing. <laughs> I, I love, I love, you know. I found, the ti- I found the title of the episode. Do you want to get your game stonk short? <laughs> I love I love that uh that people are like sticking it to a hedge fund and everything, but then at the the flip side of it it's like, okay, but like this can't go on forever. Like you people who are investing money at like four hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, wherever the uh, stock is, you know it's going to crash down to twenty. So like the people who are buying like the shorts and stuff, those are the people who are going to be making the money. But like people just buying the stock at four hundred, like they're going to lose tons of money if they bought, you know, more than one stock. So, oh gosh, it's a it's a harrowing game of chicken, and it's really fun to watch though. 
I wish I'd gotten in on the ground floor. You know what I'm saying? I was going to ask, did you invest in uh, in GameStop or AMC or any of those? No, but I immediately followed Wall Street bets after this <laughs> on Reddit. And I signed up for the Wall Street bets Telegram <laughs> secret chat or whatever. You know, I have just I've, so I, I could, you know, know the future. You know, I just gotta know. I have one photographer friend, one photographer friend that I'm following on Instagram right now, and and he's posting about how he bought what is it called Dogecoin or something like that, and it was like a Reddit thing, and I mean he put a couple bucks and it's up like like yeah. crazy right now. He like Doge was at like one dollar today, and it's uh yeah it's it's been it's been going up. I. So I had like a bunch of money that I got from winning my fantasy football league um, <laughs> in my PayPal account. And PayPal <laughs> back in October was just like, hey, you know what? If you um, if you want, you can spend money on buying like Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. They have a uh, Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum, and Litecoin. And so yesterday I was like, well, I have fifty dollars from <laughs> winning from my my fantasy mm-hmm. football winnings. I'm just going to like spend it on money. And like today I was like, oh, I'm up like three bucks already. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. It's like, hell yeah, I'm going to be so rich. And then I was like, wait, I decided to buy one Bitcoin, uh, like spend money on Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum and Litecoin. There's a 50 cent transaction fee on it. Oh, shit. I'm up one (laughs) dollar, not three. And I was like, and I bet if I sell, I have to pay another 50 cent transaction fee. I'm really down a dollar. Damn it. <laughs> but I was like, I, what am I going to do with this PayPal? Like it's $50. Like, I don't know. It's just, it felt like, am I going to transfer it to my bank account? Like, it's just, it's not like, I don't know. This sounds so privileged. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I hate myself even talking about this. And it's like the smallest amount of money too, like fifty dollars. It's not like I'm talking about like, oh, I had a thousand dollars and I didn't know what no, to do with Steve, it. Steve, tell us more about how you can care less about your fifty dollars. Okay, yeah, I deserve that. Thank you. <laughs> Is there a way I can buy DoorDash for my friend Ulysses with that fifty dollars? Yeah, here I'll text you my Venmo right now. It's in PayPal. What are you thinking? <laughs> You'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Um, yeah, so uh, one more thing, but to talk about this thing before we get to Q&A, we're going to have to head over to the drone zone, Ulysses. Can you handle that? I think I can handle that. So without further ado, let's cross over into the drone zone. Ulysses Airmap, the company that allows you to, um, it's a company that makes it so you can legally fly your drone because you can plot out like what your course is going to be when you're going to fly, the the time you take off, the time you land, all that kind of stuff. So it's like a, a legal way to fly your drone because you're supposed to like register with the government when you're going to fly if you're flying commercially and everything like that. Um, Airmap has suggested, and they've gotten a lot of flack for this, that we should monetize drone airspace. How do you feel about that? As somebody who's just now learning how to drone. <laughs> yeah, I just started flying uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, I, so are we going to have to buy time in the sky 
Is that what you're saying? Yes, that's exactly what they're they're saying. And they they tweeted about it. After they got a bunch of negative feedback, they deleted their tweets. Yeah. yeah. But it's still up. Um, what they were advocating for is they think governments can create new revenue streams um, like taxation on your like air flights and time in the air, um, takeoff and landing fees for your drone. Does any of that sound remotely like anything that um, anyone ever flying a drone would want to happen? No, man, I don't I don't like it one bit, but um, I don't know. I guess I'm just not surprised. Like, that's something that I would see coming down the line as it is. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, this is a little a little off top. I think it's kind of the same. It falls in the same thing. But here in California, I've noticed in specific areas like I go to the mountains a lot to shoot. There's a lot of areas in the mountains where you can just kind of be out in the middle of nowhere. No one's going to bother you. Nobody's going to go over there. So it's not a big deal. But then there's places like Orange County, um, LA, Orange County, where you go to all these parks. And I've noticed over the last like 10 years, five, 10 years, there's just been this growth in like the need for a permit where you have to go to the city and pay uh, so much amount to have a permit to shoot there. And a lot of places are, are cracking down on those. So every time you go to just do like a family shoot and then you're approached by some rangers or police or someone that you need some sort of $100 permit to shoot this family for 30 minutes. I don't know. It just it, it was bound to happen because there's tons of photographers going out there doing it. But it's just making it harder for us, you know, to to make a living like the government already taxes us. Uh, small businesses like crazy like we can't we can't get a break it's going to be the same thing with uh with this drone stuff so i don't know i don't like it i feel what you're saying there because like hamilton county where D jen and i live in indiana um they just decided that um you have to pay 50 dollars a year to shoot at hamilton county parks or you have to pay $10 every time you schedule a shoot at a Hamilton County Park. And they limited the number of people who could buy a year-long pass. So Jenna and I bought the year-long pass because we're going to do more than five yeah. shoots this year. Yeah, it But it's just like, it's basically saying, hey, if you're not a professional photographer and like you're just getting into this like whole thing, like you no longer have access to our parks because a lot of people who are just starting out just don't have the money and like they they can't go and learn then. Yeah. yeah. And so it, to me, it's just really upsetting because it's like they're still paying taxes for this area, though. They should be able to use it to do shoots if they want to, in my opinion. Yeah. And so like I don't understand this, but then at the the, the like, flip side of it is like. Yeah, I've seen the people who post like the photos. It's like we set off confetti cannons for our maternity shoe, and they're not picking yeah. up every little piece of confetti, you know. So it's like yeah. I get why they feel like they have to like start putting a regulation on it because it is costing them money because somebody has to pick that up after the the photographers leave and everything. Somebody has to like take care of the land and you know when photographers tromp around like i've seen people tromping around in yeah. like the 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 gardens and everything like that somebody's got to go there and like make sure the the flowers and the plants and the bushes are all growing right afterwards but 
it's just it's it's upsetting because on the one hand I'm upset for photographers who are maybe just starting out who don't know the rules who maybe it's you know possible they don't have fifty dollars on PayPal that can blow on Bitcoin and shit like that you know like maybe ten dollars is a huge deal to them and when they hear me talking about my fifty dollar Bitcoin expenditures they think I'm an asshole and um, that's fair I'm an asshole so. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. I think I just wanted to talk about how I'm an asshole. And, uh, <laughs> no. But like, no, I, but I, no, I, you're I understand right. there's, yeah. there's people who can't pay the money or who don't know that they need to pay the money who are going to be negatively affected by this and who are going to be upset about it. And like, I really feel for them. But then on the flip side, like I also feel for the people who my goal, my, my hope is they put this in place enough people buy the year long pass and pay for like the, uh, the passes every single week or whatever that they can pay somebody to clean up after the worthless piece of shit to, you know, other stuff. Um, and then they don't really enforce the whole, like, you need to have a permit thing. Like that's, that's my hope. Cause like Jen and I, we can, we can pay $50 a year to shoot at the Hamilton County parks. Like that's, that's fine for us. Um, but I would hope that, like, you know, maybe maybe if there's somebody who's just, like, in high school, just got their first camera, and they want to go shoot with some friends, like, I'm I'm hoping they don't get kicked out of the park. Like, I don't want that to happen. Yeah. yeah. Just like I don't want you to, like, you know, have your DJI Mavic Mini 2. What did the, the county give you? I don't want them – I don't want the police to come out and shoot it out of the sky with, uh, I assume, <laughs> shotguns with bird pellet. No, we have a – we got a spark. It's – it's a uh, it's a tiny little thing, but it's fun. I've, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. So and, and you know what? Now that you're talking about this, I'm I'm thinking. So um, the reason I started flying is because the county has a drone. It's 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 the spark. It's not the greatest drone, but uh, I want to ask for them to get a uh, like a Mavic Pro. Uh, but I want to justify that by before that by getting my license and. Yeah, exactly. One of those. You yeah, don't just, want one of these. Get the Mavic Pro too. This here this we go. Steve's just news. showing up. I get it, Steve. You have a better drone. <laughs> Anything else you want to show us? You want to show us uh, any new equipment you got, or? <laughs> oh yeah, you look like a total Sony pony now, baby. <laughs> Oh my For gosh. listeners, I just held up my Sony A7 III and my Mavic Pro because yeah. I'm a douche, and I'm but that's okay with also, that. I hope you use that one as well for your for your thumbnail shot. <laughs> the Sony or the Mavic? Which one? Uh, use the Sony, and then I'll stick with my beer. <laughs> no, I but yeah, it. I want. Uh, so um, they're they're willing to get me licensed uh, as a drone pilot, but I can see if they start monetizing on airtime. It's just going to make it harder for me to justify taking the drone up to do a couple of pretty shots of the city. Do you know what I mean? So, well, I mean, the city's paying though, so who cares? Yeah. Right? That's city money. That's not your money. That's the great part about having a job where you work for the city, you know? You do it's whatever actually you want, county, baby. It's actually county. County. Do whatever the, yeah. do whatever the county wants, baby. <laughs> I have to. <laughs> the, the county have to pay taxes to the city though. I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> okay. Well, let's move into some Q&A, bud. Let's We've do it. We've been going for a while. Let's do some Q&A. Bye.
with Steve. Phantom producer Louie Novak from our very own Facebook group says a friend wants to team up and include video in her packages. We're thinking of doing a bridal show in a couple months. I'm trying to figure out what makes the most sense in terms of does everything fall under her name? Do we keep my name slash logo on the videos? Since I also do photography, does my video work need its own name and entity? Does brand confusion even matter? Does it matter? Ulysses? Is Phantom are producer Louie Novak. Got it. No. Um, are they... Who's doing the editing? Who's editing? Who's putting together that video? Uh, Louie actually private messaged me about all this. He's editing. He's doing everything for the video stuff. So wouldn't everything wouldn't everything fall under his name then? Mm-hmm. And what is the advantage to him of having everything fall under his name? Well, if he plans on doing more videos... Right? Mm-hmm. Is that the yeah. idea? Is that what he wants here? I don't know. I think so, but I don't know. <clears throat> I guess it just depends. If if he's planning on uh, doing more video work, then it it would benefit him. But but think mm-hmm. about this, Ulysses. So Louis relatively new to video. He's uh, only shot uh, <clears throat> only shot one video that he's. Sh- sent to me for me to to take a take a pfap i don't know how many videos he's done but relatively new let's say in like the last like two years he's probably when he got to start a video if he does everything under this person's brand and logo he can really screw up he can take some big swings you know just really really put himself out there and not have to worry about his brand being affected by it you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Nobody's going to be like, this is Louie Novak's fault. They're going to look at this and be like, who that photographer who I heard who did me video, she did it wrong. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? This is a this is an opportunity. Louie, this is your friend Steve. I'm talking to you directly right now. <laughs> oh, my God. This is an opportunity to try out all the weird shit you've <clears throat> always wanted to try out video-wise. Like, yeah, if you have complete and total control over this, Put it under her brand and then just do weird shit. And if it really takes off, like, cool. Then you're still working with a friend of yours, and that's fun. And if it tanks, you cut your ties and you go your own way. You know what I'm saying? Ulysses, I feel like you're not on my side of this. (laughs) I'm not not on your side. Look at me. Ulysses, no. Part of this sounds like you assume Louis is going to fail. You know what I mean? And I'm pushing Louie to the point where he either fails, wildly fails, or wildly succeeds. We do not want mediocre here, Louie. I know you have a family. I know you have bills to pay. And for the sake of this question and answering it as best as I can, I'm ignoring those facts (laughs) (laughs) completely and totally. Louie, go buck wild crazy, my bro. What if he totally nails it and she takes all the credit? Totally nails it. Totally knocks it out of the park. She takes mm-hmm. all the credit. He has an agreement with her where he does all the video work for her. So totally nails it. He's still getting video work. He's yeah, just getting it through her. It's if, all good. But if but if it's under her name and her branding, what if she starts, you know? Yeah, but he can use that in his reel. It. Oh, taking a bigger cut. You're worried about Louie getting pushed around. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. Yeah, big swings, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Louis, the question <laughs> Ulysses is getting at here is how much do you believe in yourself? You know, yeah. <laughs> do you believe, does Louis Novak believe in Louis Novak? Well, be, before we go on, I also want Louis Novak to know that Ulysses Del Toro also believes in Louis Novak. Well, that's good what to about, hear. What about you, Steve? Of course, I believe in phantom producer Louis Novak, one of the few (laughs) listeners who has a title on this podcast. Uh, I believe in him more than I believe in anyone else. I believe in him more than I believe in myself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll stop myself. I'm pretty uh, certain he door dashed (laughs) you some shit that you would like be like, oh, if I could spend a day shadowing any photographer, it'd be Louis Novak, not Steve Van Oak. (laughs) Fuck you, Ulysses. But, you know. I can handle that. I'm an adult. Yeah, clearly. I see that. Yeah. Louis, take those big swings and keep them under your name. You're going to do great. And uh, yeah, take full credit for your work, man. Counterpoint. Take those big swings. Take them under somebody else's name. (laughs) (laughs) Mitigate your risk, baby. Mitigate that risk. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my gosh. Oh, Sierra from a random Facebook group says, hello. I have a bride whose wedding was supposed to be last April 2020. She rescheduled it to this year, canceled again, and they got married without me photographing it. Now they want photos in their wedding attire, which is totally fine. But Ulysses, would you charge them for it? They live in a different state. My question is, would you put their deposit from April 2020 towards this session or charge them for a whole new session? Thank you, Ulysses. My man. My man, Ulysses. Uh, that deposit was for their wedding, not for a photography session. Damn. <laughs> Preach it, brother Ulysses. Is what Steve would want to hear, but no, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I was about to explode out of this room like a rocket ship going straight to, <laughs> well, let's let's be honest, this is me, probably hell. I don't know, the fact that it's in another state, I mean, they gotta talk money, right? Because there's gonna be some expenses, and um, a deposit's just to book the date, it's not to really pay for any expenses or anything like that, so. At the very least, if you go shoot this session in a different state. You need to get them to pay for your travel. Yep. Or you need to get them to travel to you so that you're not paying for travel. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. unless, always... like, when you say different state, it's like, well, I live in Kansas City, but they live in the other Kansas City. <laughs> you know, because Kansas City is like two states, man. You know, it's like it's this is like a border, and like it's on both sides in both states. It's in both Kansas and the other state close to Kansas that I can't remember. Is this what it's like over there? I don't know. When I've been drinking, yes. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Are there two Ohios, too? Is that a thing? Do you not know about this? Do, Do I not know about Kansas City? Kansas State? Yeah. I think I did. Yeah. I don't probably don't wait, think about wait. it. Dude. Are you the drunk one? <laughs> <laughs> no. Ulysses, don't lie, baby. Don't lie to me. These are ninety five calories. 
All right, I am not drunk. <laughs> Kansas City is uh, in both Missouri and in Kansas. It's like yes. right on the border. Yeah, you're right. I did know that. Did you? Did you though? Did you? Anna Maria Ivanova Reed from our very own Facebook group says, "Hey all. So after my last wedding in 2020, I think I've finally had enough of couples reading their vows from their cell phones during the ceremony." I feel like it just really doesn't look good, especially if the ceremony is in a slightly darker setting. It casts a light on their face, too. I was think of, thinking of gifting all my future couples of vow books. Do you think this is a good idea or maybe just a waste? Is there a better way to make suggestions to your clients? Do you bring things up like this at all, or do you just leave it alone? I feel like as photographers or videographers, couples usually trust us to make suggestions on what looks best, just like outfit suggestions at engagement sessions. What do you think? You know, when, when she said uh, the uh, in darker settings with the phones casting a light on their couples, I just imagine like this really cool photo that looks like one of the like that Banksy uh, uh, painting. Did you ever see that one where the couples looking at their phones? I don't know. It could be cool. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, don't worry about it. I think I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like um, maybe something like where somebody looks haunted, like maybe they're holding a flashlight in their face. Like, ah, I don't know, like yeah. maybe – Maybe somebody's trying to drum up support for their YouTube channel, and so like on their actual audio podcast with more listeners, they like do a video gag and try to get people to like check out the YouTube channel. I don't know, man, it's crazy. And then maybe like their guest does it too, and like it's real cool, man. Oh, it's so cool. That's pretty. I like this. This is a if good you image. Checked out the the video, you would totally see what's going on. It's so cool. You guys should all watch uh, the YouTube version of this uh, podcast. It's it's really good. <laughs> really you good. say she holds the flashlight up to half your face and just blow it out. Uh, oh. No, you know what? I like her idea of her gifting the the vow book. If if that's really like important to her, but you know what? But but but, but I'm gonna say this, Ulysses. She said. If it's in a slightly darker setting, it the 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 phone casts a light on their faces. If it's a slightly darker setting, Anna Maria, are you gonna gift them uh, flashlights that clip on to the notebooks that you send them so that they have a light so they can actually read the words on the notebook? Because what I'm hearing is it's too dark to read. So if you're gonna gift them a notebook instead of them le looking at a cell phone, like they're not gonna be able to read that in the dark. You gotta now gift them both a notebook and a flashlight so they can even read. Like that's just what I'm saying. I'm looking out for the safety of your clients. I got brides, it. Maid of honor and groom, best man's uh, eyesight. Wedding headlamps. Am I right? Oh, Am I right? Oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, even better. Those uh, the, the the visors with the LED lights. In them. <laughs> well, Steve, the bride's not gonna wear a visor. It's gonna totally take away from her dress. So she uses like the best a white made of honor. Lace, We're all good. Don't worry about a it. A white a white laced uh headband. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, if I had to be serious about this, I would just say. If my client's looking down at a phone or looking down at a notebook, either way, I don't want that photo. 
um, what I'm shooting for whenever I'm shooting speeches. I'm shooting like a million shots because I'm trying to catch them when they look up at the crowd because that's mm-hmm. what I want to see. I want to see them making contact with the crowd, looking out at people. I want to see them looking out at people laughing, maybe smiling in return, like, oh, man, that joke I just made, it played off well. And, like, that's what I want. Um, The thing I would suggest gifting to your couples for reading their vows would be... um, An iPad. Well, Jen and I did... uh, We did an episode of Wedded with a person who, like, coached people through their vows and helped them learn how to say their vows better. I would give them something like that, like a, a vow coach who would teach them not necessarily you have to memorize your whole vows, but that is the dream. So they're never looking down ever. They're always looking at the other person or out at the crowd. But just somebody who can coach them and teach them, hey, when you're giving a speech, you look up every once in a while. You don't stare at the paper in your hand or the phone in your hand the entire time. Because like, oh, my gosh going through weddings and calling all the photos. And like, there have been times where like, I am, I am 100% glued every time there's somebody speaking during the ceremony, like doing a reading or whatever, or whenever somebody's doing a speech, I'm 100% glued on them the whole time. Because my whole thing is I have to get a photo of them actually looking up. If I don't get that photo, it doesn't matter. Like the the whole thing is basically worthless at that point in time. And it doesn't matter if they have a phone or they have a notebook or whatever. It's it's a worthless thing. Like I don't want photos of people looking down no matter what they're looking at. So I'm just like shooting and shooting and shooting away the entire time trying to catch them looking up. And I do more photos when people are giving speeches than possibly any other time. Because even if they do look up, even if they do look up Ulysses, then they're going to have like their mouth open like – uh, and it's going to look crazy. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I took one photo of them looking up and like their mouth was in a weird shape or whatever. So it's like, not only do you have to get a photo of them looking up, like you got to get a photo of them looking up but their mouth doesn't look weird. You know, <laughs> photos of people speaking are literally the bane of my existence. And like, they're the, the worst. Big they're thing, the worst. <laughs> the big thing that separates like a good photographer, in my opinion, from someone who's just like, not necessarily someone inexperienced, but like either someone inexperienced or on the other end of the scale, someone who's burnt out on it is like whether or not they actually get the person looking up with a good expression on their face. Because like on the one end, people who are inexperienced are like, well, I got a picture of them while they're giving the speech and it doesn't matter that they're looking down and like they're, they're fine with that. And on the other end, it's like people who are like, uh, I just didn't care enough to like actually shoot a bunch of photos during the speech to get a good one. Like that's, that's the other end of it. And like, there's, there's two ends of the spectrum and they're both absolute shit. You want to be in the middle. This is one place in your life where you want to be in the middle. sounds like we need to start coaching our couples to smile while they're talking. <laughs> and look up. Look and look up. and look up. <laughs> you know, I'm surprised we didn't talk about clubhouse this whole episode, man. <sighs> Uh, that's going to do it for us this week. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast. If you love the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to connect, we're at Wedding Photo Hangover on Instagram. Ulysses, my man, is at, what What are you at? Bombay Beauty, Del Toro Photo, Del Toro Media? You're at everything. Everything Del Toro. Just look up Del Toro. You're going to find Ulysses 
or somebody else with the same name, more famous, who might have directed The Shape of Water. We don't know. It could be Ulysses. It could be Guillermo. We don't know. You know, keep it in the family. It's all good. If you want to connect, though, we're also, or I'm also at Stephen Van Elk, and you can find Ulysses at Wedding Photo Podcast. Uh, What's your What's your Instagram for Wedding Photo Podcast? At Wedding Photo Podcast. Yeah, that's right. I got it. I knew I had it. I just wanted to make you confirm that I got it because I needed that confirmation. My parents didn't love me, love me. They loved me, but like, did they love me? I don't know. How many times has my mom gotten on a podcast and shouted out my own name and said like, he's a good boy? Not many times. So if you could say I'm a good boy, that'd be great, Ulysses. Doesn't your mom listen to this podcast? We have an awesome Facebook group. You should join. Just search for Wedding Hangover. If you want more content, head over to the Patreon by going to patreon.com slash WPH or go to stephendustinsavetheworld.com. I think that's the thing Dustin has redirecting. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Your head is pounding. Your limbs feel like dead weight and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death. That's right. Next week after you shoot another wedding. It's talking about you, Louis Novak. Son of a bitch, your audio just got, like, really, really screwed up again. No! Ulysses, are you there? Am I back? Am I back? Yes. Yes, you're back. Ulysses, what a good, bud. What, 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 what you, uh, what, what you clubhousing right now? Oh, dude, I I really like the app, but I have already spent zero amounts of time on it. It's too time consuming. It took away from all my podcast time and I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. You told me you're not doing podcast time anyway. You told me you're about that YouTube time now. You're all YouTube. I'm watching podcasts is the difference now. Are you going to watch this podcast that you're on? <laughs> Come on. I don't watch your podcast. Come on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I so much pain in my heart. And also, I know that's a lie. Why would you lie to the listeners like that? Do you rewatch your podcast? Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, why did I even ask? I knew. I already knew the answer to that. Uh, well, I don't watch it because I'm like, oh, Steve, you're so great. I watch it and I'm like, Steve, this is where you messed up. Here, 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 and here. This is how you're going to get better next time. This is how Dustin will get better next time. I send those notes to Dustin and Dustin says, screw you, Steve. I do what I want. But does it does it get better? That, like I said, Dustin says, does it get better? Steve, I do what I want. Do you get better? I'm trying to blame this on someone other than me right now. Go with me on this. Has your podcast gotten better? <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. I just saw 51-star reviews come in on that. Oh. <laughs> Listen, why would you do that to me? Can you say something nice for once in your life? Jeez. Oh. oh. This is what is good other than Clubhouse or, or is Clubhouse, uh, I'm not, good I'm not. Life? Clubhouse is fine, but I, I haven't spent any time on it. Uh, nothing, man. Like spending time with my baby, having a baby is pretty amazing. It's been really. How do great. you how do you pronounce your baby's name? <clears throat> Gael. 
how do you pronounce your other son's name? Gabriel. Okay. Now, if you're going to say your other son's name to me, how would you say it? <laughs> Gabriel. Don't lie, because at the end of the episode, you said Gabriel. Yeah. It's happening whenever... white things up for me? No, no, no. I want you to explain to everybody why you white things up for me. No, we do call him Gabriel. In fact, we don't even call him Gabriel, to be honest. We call him... uh, Our nickname for him is Gobble. It's always been Gobble. Uh, We've had other people think that that's kind of weird, because usually a Gabriel, they, they go by, like, Gabe or something. I don't know. Gobble has been Gobble since since I've known him, and that's what we call him. So we don't call him Gabriel. I love it. And so it's much. and I, it's actually weird to call Gael by his name because we don't even have a nickname for him yet. But I never call him by his name. Period. So eventually he'll have some nickname that we call him all the time. Um, but yeah, Gael and uh, Gabriel are our two sons. Mm-hmm. And everybody calls Gael Gale because you know. Yeah, you told me I was pronouncing it right when I said Gail the first time. You didn't even correct me. You didn't have the decency oh, said, to tell me I was wrong. Gael. You said Gael. Don't don't patronize me. Don't patronize. You didn't, you didn't say Gael. You said like Gael. But you yeah. at least you at yeah, least you threw right. at least you threw that E L in there. You know, most people get lazy and they're just like Gail. Yep, that's ex- that's exactly what you heard me say out of my mouth. Gail. <laughs> I'm trying, man. I'm really trying. No, you got it, man. I'm not upset with you. Yeah. Yeah, but it's been good, man. It's just, um, you know, um, haven't, ha- haven't had a baby for a long time. Gabriel was two when I met him. He was in diapers. I was changing diapers. But this is a whole different experience that I just have never had. And it's exhausting and super fun and amazing all at the same time. I don't even know how else to explain it. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's awesome, man. I love that. It's good, man. Seeing that kid's face every morning, it's just, um, it's the most amazing feeling in the world. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how there's like, I won't even get into that. It's good. It feels good. Yeah. Ulysses, okay. thank you so much for coming on the podcast tonight. It's been awesome having you. Where can people find you? Uh, you know, just go to Instagram and find me at Wedding Photo Podcast. Uh, I'm hopefully gonna have some more episodes up uh this this year. Uh, but you can find all my other other social media accounts through there. So thanks for having me, man. Is that through your link tree or what's link tree? That's what I like to hear. Have a great night, Ulysses. Hey, you too, man. Thank you. And I'm going to stop the recording. <laughs> I just spit my beer back into the can. <laughs> wow. Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs.